you want to you want to you want to look good and 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 what what that is what that meant for me was a confidence boost because i was never confident <laughs> i mean up until then even up until now i i still struggle to put on weight uh, because you you have a you have a overactive thyroid but he says you need to stop working out so much right. and i thought that's never going to happen yeah. and he encouraged us and he pushed us and he motivated us and he trained us very hard he was almost like the the seek version of ct fletch you know there'll be days where we might be squatting and we're throwing up and you know we'd be still be dragged off off the ground like and told to finish our set and i felt like the next time i do a leg session with him do i need to bring a wheelchair anybody talked about steroids it was like <gasps> during during the years of obviously doing my first competition i've never had so much exposure to to the the, the true bodybuilding world the case is no pain no gain and it and it completely makes sense My guest today is a fitness influencer and has competed in bodybuilding competitions. He is known as Harry Cleez on uh, social media. Welcome, Harinder Bansal. How are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um, what I like to do at the beginning of every podcast is basically take a trip down memory lane, go uh, all the way back to your childhood and what you were like growing up and what your, your background is. Um, so if I was to go back, back to my childhood, wow, okay. Um, I don't think I can remember that far back now. Um, so I think, uh, if I, if I want to keep it fitness related, which I will, uh, I think I've always been physically active as a child, uh, playing, uh, football, uh, at school, uh, and then, uh, jumping into karate for a couple of years, uh, you know, uh, at the age of, uh, 11, 12, um, and then I think. Uh, continues playing football on the weekends um and then i think eventually getting exposure at college at the age of 16 uh in, into fitness um otherwise generally as a child yeah uh, what i was like uh very curious very naughty uh, very mischief uh, i don't think a lot of that's changed um and i think uh, having uh, had that exposure at the age of 15 16 um into fitness was probably uh, you know stepping into one of the first gyms which was owned by uh, owned by Temple owned by Gurdwara um and i used to go there on a couple of days a week to play badminton and um and we heard that you know they they, they also have a gym facility which we went to see it wasn't anything big it was very small uh they had some basic equipment and they had some uh, a couple of older guys there uh you know who were who were training who were working out so it was a bit i think uh, I, was, i was a bit curious to see what 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 it was that they were doing so on some occasions we'd we'd join in and they'll train us you know and I, and i remember uh the first time we were there we trained with them the, you know we trained chest and i a couple of days later i actually thought i'd injured something because i was that sore and uh, you know uh, and i think that was sort of me then coming to the understanding that you've you know you've overworked or you've trained must have really hard uh, uh you know rather than thinking that I've injured something so, which was which was interesting um and i think growing up i've never never really got my head around how the likes of you know uh, rocky balboa or on a shortsnegger uh you know um had their had their had their physiques in the, in the movies because you never sort of it's just something that never used to cross their minds yes you you would you know be uh, attracted to that kind of build and that kind of physique but 
you never really got never really got my head around as to how they got there until I put my foot into the gym and you're like ah right okay I'd love to look like that um, and if this is how I'm doing it and the guidance that was sort of set out you know during that period was it was all about protein shakes and I think one of the biggest brands at the time was Muscle Tech. Uh, CMP and I think there was a couple of others but I think Muscle Tech was one of the one of the popular brands during the time and I thought right okay this is what I need to do this is what I need to get on so I bought a few tubs of that um, and and I got and I got on with it and I was I was you know using those couple of days a week uh, going to the Gordora gym uh, training with the guys you know and all I was really doing was chest and biceps because that's all you because that's all you see them doing so that's all you're going to follow and it was just chest and biceps which is uh, which is interesting because and then eventually um when I started when I was at college uh you know we had uh, a gym in the college and again um I made use of that facility uh again age 17 uh, 18 um you know it wasn't anything serious that that you know that thing was was definitely you know one thing I was certain it wasn't it wasn't anything serious but it's something that I thought at the back of my mind I I, I did enjoy doing and this is what I need to be doing in order to achieve that that body or that or that build that I want to get to. Um, so, you know, let alone having very little understanding of what sort of diet I should be following, because no one really educates you on that. And I think that's one of the things I think a lot of the youth are now quite lucky to have, because there's that much resource available online you know social media youtube and, and google and whatnot and it's it's all out there now and that information wasn't available you know you're talking about like 10, 10 years ago so a lot a lot's changed there's a lot of resource available out there and i always and i always think to myself gosh if i have the knowledge i have now that i had back then i'd probably be hitting the olympia stage <laughs> yeah um but so it was it's so it's been it's been a really interesting learning curve from the point of obviously you know starting out into fitness up until where I am now. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think uh, it is like social media and stuff has has made being fit a bit more popular. Obviously, the healthy people and the physically fit people have always been like uh, the the gold standard. But obviously, because now um, you can see more people not just on the big screen, whether it be TV or movies but also like uh, not just people in your own community, but when you can see fitness influences all around the world, then um, it becomes, and when a career, uh, I always say that basically like, money is like uh, very intrinsically tied to anything being popular. And because now fitness influencers can make money from it, that the growth of them are, um, are substantial. Um, the, uh, just going back a tiny bit. So you, you played like obviously football and badminton things grow, uh, growing up. So, um, we had Manjon, who's a, who's a good friend of yours, um, and yeah. he sort of said that he got into the gym because he struggled with his weight. But if you're quite active, do, are, are you on the opposite side of that scale of trying, uh, like the skinny kid trying to bulk up, or are you the yeah, yeah, right, okay, absolutely. Even, I mean, up until then, even up until now, I I still struggle to put on weight. Um, uh, you know, uh, and I thought, well, and I was scratching my head sometimes. I, I think I just have one of those, uh, uh, you know, um, metabolisms that just generally struggle to put away. I could be having a big meal, and a couple of hours later, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be hungry again. I could be eating, uh, spending a day of eating junk food, and the next morning I'll wake up and I'll, I'll be still looking lean. 
Um, and one of the things I've been informed by my GP is that I have a, a you know, and this is going back a couple of years back. And he said, um, he goes, you, you have a, you have a overactive thyroid. And I went, okay, wow. Uh, so what, what, what is it that I need to do? And, you know, they might prescribe you from what I can recall, uh, some, some form of medication, but he says, do you need to stop working out so much? Right. And I thought that's never going to happen. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, and it's not it's not necessarily a bad thing, um, but I did it did at the time it did make me want to just sort of slur, you know, take a bit of a step back, and I think I initially did, uh, especially having done my first competition, because you put your body through so much stress, uh, you know, up until the point you're getting onto stage where there's hardly any water. In, in your body, uh, you know, to look absolutely shredded, uh, you know, um, to the point where you've prohibited yourself, and, you know, from con- consuming any form of junk food, sugars, salts. So the body, and you're still working out, so the body's naturally in distress. And I think that's the only time I gave myself a bit of a break, a good couple of months, and then I was I was pretty much back to normal again. It um, is it is interesting because like uh, uh, I sort of relate a lot more with Manj being a bigger kid growing up and uh, and sort of getting into the gym to primarily to lose weight and uh, a couple of the lads so the gym that I used to go to was the one basically across the road from the school like down the road from the school so a lot of the people from my year and the years um, around me were all going to this gym and me being one of the bigger kids uh, trying to get in there and stop weight training I would always sort of be envious of the the skinny kids going in there and sort of have like building up muscle I'm thinking oh this is so easy they've just missed out a step do you know what I mean they don't have to lose all this weight but oh, it is no, obviously no. a struggle for yourself as well it's it's a struggle either way I think um gosh I wish I started out the other way around um you know um I, w- I would have rather preferred to have had the size and then rather have nothing at all and actually really be able to fill out my clothes, uh, you know, and, and not have to sort of all constantly use the belt around my waist to, to, to fit into my trousers. Um, but I, I, I think it's, it's, it's a struggle either way, you know, uh, and I've seen a lot of guys who have had it the other way around have probably benefited a lot more because they've, they've, you know, they've potentially come from having and holding that size. And, and the same sort of speaks out where there's certain scenarios in the fitness world where uh, strong men have come from being strong men into bodybuilding purely because of the size and the weight that they're currently holding. And, and, and their diets are completely different and they've been very, and then they've turned out to be very successful bodybuilders. Um, so, I, uh, but then again, it, it's very, it, it also depends as well, because fitness and, and bodybuilding, there's just, there's just so many, there's just so many paths, right? Because you get now, if, if I was to sit here and highlight some of the categories, uh, for example, you know, you've got everything in the men's category from uh, men's physique, which is a very much, uh, you know, uh, going in with a beach body, sort of look very slim, uh, not necessarily holding a huge, large amount of muscle mass, which for a guy who's generally just slim and he's managed to, you know, maintain and, and, and gain some small amounts of muscle mass, it's perfect. Mm. But then you have, you know, uh, everything from then going on to a muscular or a classic physique where you're holding slightly more muscle mass than to obviously a professional heavyweight bodybuilding sort of category. So these all categories, you know, they, they all vary. So yes, for a skinny guy, it'll be a hell of a lot more challenging to kind of get to that level. 
But then, you know, if you have a look at, uh, you know, for a guy who's holding, naturally holding a lot of uh, mass, regardless of that being more fat, he's got more of an opportunity to just kind of like not jump straight from, you know, a men's physique. He can, he's, he's got a better opportunity going straight into a, a classic or a pro body purely because of having to hold that size ratio. Um, and I've, I've, I've actually taken that off a couple of documentaries that I've watched. Um, otherwise yeah it's it's uh, either way it, it's a challenge you know uh there, there's there's tons of amounts of consistency involved doesn't matter which way you look at it uh it's hard work either way um and it's all very much down to the individual's mindset of how much they're willing to put in to, to get out 100 percent, couldn't agree more um i think when the grass is always green on the other side is the perfect yeah. saying so then that's the perspective yeah. i had back then but yeah. the older you get the, the more you realize that uh, and the more you speak to people as well. So obviously as the big kid, when I'm speaking to skinny kids, they're talking about how hard it is to put on muscle mass. And then they're looking at me when I'm lifting more money, uh, more money, sorry, more weights, uh, because uh, I'm used to carrying a, around this weight, as you said. Um, and they're thinking, oh, I want to sort of get my strength up. So it's, it's always like the grass is always green on the other side. But I couldn't agree with you more that everyone has the uh, their own sort of struggles yeah. and it's the consistency and how much you want it to uh, to get through it um just on the t- the, the documentaries that you said um, c- could you share some of them just uh, for my personal interest uh, th- which ones you uh, were watching obviously i spoke to manja about pumping iron being uh, one of the most notorious uh, bodybuilding films but um is there any yeah. others uh, no, there's tons, uh, there's tons, and I'll, I'll be happy to share some links over to you. Um, so uh, a lot of the ones that are that are more most interested to me is along the lines of you are what you eat. So if you have a look at those, and there's there's a huge science concept around uh, how your body's reacting to what you're consuming, uh, and then there's documentaries around individuals who are have certain builds. Uh, you know, when you're whether you endomorph. Uh, or, 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 or I can't remember the name now. There's endomorph and there's, there's, there's two others. Oh my God, I can't remember the name. Ectomorph. Ectomorph, thank you. There yeah. you go. Um, and they very much talk about uh, maintaining and gaining muscle size for those for those particular kind of builds, which is which is another interesting one. Um, so it's always good to sort of watch those and sort of be able to understand uh, and, and relate it to yourself. Uh, and then also be able to sort of, uh, in the same sense, guide others when when, when those questions do come your way. Um, So I think, uh, I mean, documentaries like, you know, Pumping Iron, which is probably one of the first, first documentaries, uh, you know, from what I can remember, followed by, I think, some of the latest ones, um, which is Generation Iron. Uh, And there's been Generation 1, 2, and and there's a third one, which I think came out at some point, not last year, possibly the year before. Um, so, but not even those, I mean, there's other documentaries done, uh, for the likes of Rich Piano, uh, he's done his own, uh, you know, you'll get the likes of Gaspari, who's, uh, you know, uh, Rich Gaspari, who's another old, old school bodybuilder, he's, he's, he's done his own. Um, yeah, so you'll find, you'll find tons of fitness or, or bodybuilding, uh, documentaries out there. Yeah, um, I, I go through periods of uh, whenever you need motivation, you always just go on Netflix and have a have a flick through of a, a lot of them. I quite like the CrossFit uh, documentaries as well, um, or the, the 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 ones that they do around the games. Uh, going back, um, as you said, that you you want to sort of have something to aspire to, and um, with 
with the body shapes and you want like relatability. Do, do you think that sort of helped with the Godwara gym? Because you see in other Apanemunde who were getting uh, getting big and things. So it's it's not like uh, you're seeing, as we were saying before, like on, on the Tubsy protein powder, you're not seeing these juiced up sort of massive guys, but you go into the Godwara and you see Baji who you normally sit down next to in Sangat and he might be able to help you. Do you think that's uh, eased your transition into the gym as well? Um, not necessarily. I think, uh, yes, I've, 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 I've been very lucky to have been around, you know, sort of like-minded people uh, and people who, who motivate me. But uh, I think where uh, going to the Gurdwara gym, it was, you know, the, the, my sort of very first introduction uh, into fitness. Other than having worked out with some of those individuals, uh, I don't think I went away with anything with any nutritional knowledge and whether that was I think it was because it, I, was, I was too young because I think if any if any 15 or 16 year old came to me and had bodybuilding questions I'd probably be um, asking the individual to focus more on nutritional than 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 bodybuilding um, just as uh, you know just as much as important is to, to, to be working out but I think at that age, I think it's uh, personally, I think it's, I think it's too young to to be stepping into bodybuilding. Um, otherwise, there's 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 plenty of other um, there's plenty of workouts and there's, and there's and there's plenty much more for them to do to to remain physically active and, and physically strong. Uh, but would I ask them to go into the gym and start pushing heavy amount of weight on on on, on a bench or on a squat? Uh, whether that will impact their growth to a certain extent and whether they'll be able to um, maintain a good diet as well as, you know, continues focusing on the education and everything else. I think um, I would probably be a bit reluctant to share more information on bodybuilding than I would uh, uh, nutritionally. So I didn't mean uh, as in like to go like hardcore into bodybuilding. I just meant sort of uh, as in your first introduction to weight training in general, like uh, at the ah, basic sorry. level. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Uh, in, in which case, uh, sorry, uh, completely misunderstood your question there. Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry. In which case, I would have no problem at all. I think I'd you know uh, be very comfortable um, and uh, very very sort of easy to approach to in that manner. Uh, with regards to sort of gaining that level of knowledge uh, and being able to uh, gather that gather that level of experience. Yeah, because I, I asked because um, I have seen like obviously down south uh, when you get to your Manchester's Birmingham, Staffordshire, I think is where you're mm -hmm. from, and uh, London, a lot of Godwaters do have uh, like gym facilities and things um, that are uh, included with it. And it, it does seem like a really good, um, really good thing to bring like a lot of the, the community together, um, especially like young people. Uh, when when you did start first weight training um, uh, at the Godwara gym, and then you start to become a bit more uh, knowledgeable, um, but like when do you think? Uh, I always use this phrase, um, "catch the bug." Like when do you think that you found like the spark, the passion for it? I think uh, I'm gonna say it had to be after after college, starting university, um, at the age of of nineteen. Um, from what I, you know, from what I recall, because I was at the age of 19, uh, going back and looking at some of the pictures, um, I think I, I, I started to get a, a much more of a better build. Uh, I was generally more interested in mixed martial arts at that stage. 
uh, and I joined, you know, a, a club called MMA Fearless, and I, and I spent a couple of years uh, doing mixed martial arts. At the same time, we were weight training. Now, whilst picking up self-defense, which is obviously, again, having watched several movies and whatnot, you know, you, you think, oh, gosh, I, I want to be able to, you know, uh, want to be able to um, defend myself and, and I want to be able to learn some of these special skills because, uh, you know, it's never safe out there. And, you know, you always see individuals getting into fights or, or, um, or into trouble. Um, and I think from that point on, I realized I wasn't actually physically, I wasn't, I wasn't actually getting any bigger. And if, if anything, I was getting much leaner. And I think the approach I wanted to gain at the time was I still saw some fighters who, some mixed martial art fighters out there who had incredible builds who were much bigger, but still able to move much faster, having, having hold, holding that, amount, uh, that much amount of muscle mass. So having speak, speaking to the coach at the time, he got me to do a bit of both. So I was still weight training at that gym at the time. And I, I realized that I, I was more passionate about bodybuilding than I was about mixed martial arts because I, I felt like I picked up most of the basics from from mixed martial arts and I think that you know going steps going forward the steps was then to do to, to into club uh, where you're fighting other schools and whatnot and I don't think I was so so keen on that uh, where other other individuals you know who I was training with were and at that point, I think I kind of stepped out and I remember joining another sort of, I came across another, uh, you know, big thing. Uh, again, you will, I don't think you'll find this guy anywhere on social media. And he was a powerlifter himself. He had his own private gym, uh, had, you know, great amount of facility. So myself and another individual who uh, is on social media, uh, known as Acing Flora, um, and um we joined together uh, at the time and we, you know, and that's probably where we, you know, first initially uh, met. Uh, we started training together and this was at the age of uh, 19 um, where we started out and we were working out together with this thing. And although he was a powerlifter, very, very big guy. And he encouraged us and he pushed us and he motivated us and he trained us very hard. He was almost like the, the Sikh version of C.T. Fletcher, honestly, because he was very he was very brutal in the sense that if you weren't pushing your weight, he'd make sure you're pushing your weight. So we had it quite we had it quite tough uh, to, to begin with, where, you know, there'll be days where we might be squatting and we're throwing up and, you know, we'd be still be dragged off off the ground like and told to finish our set. <laughs> um, so and it, and and as much as we hated it at the time, and we used to, you know, there were days where like we, you know, we'd like sort of question, do do I want to go and train today? I'm not sure if I want to do it. I don't think I can do it, but we did it because at the same time we saw the difference, we saw the change in the body, and it became, and, and you know, and and it literally it reminds me now. Obviously, I hear it now, and and the words were with me back then. But the, the the case is no pain, no gain, and it and it completely makes sense because um, you have to put your body through hell to see a difference. Um, and and even now, I see I see individuals who come into the gym and they you know they get a they get what a bit of a pump and they think they've had an incredible workout and they call it a day and they've gone home. And that's just not how it works. And, and and then they'll they'll go online and they'll buy tons of supplements and gym shark this and and it's very it's very awful show until you've not really yeah uh, you, you'd be surprised and you know and uh, a number of times where even in some commercial gyms I think it's very much 
it's almost just like um, a bit of a social club for, for a lot of people and nothing's ever taken seriously, but then the question why they're not making any serious progress. Um, and I think, if I'm honest, I think 50% of people aren't serious, but they wanna make progress and whether they don't have the right guidance or the right mindset and they're lacking motivation. Um, but I think I'm quite thankful to have, you know, started from a point where we, we were pushed to our limits uh, you know, at a very early age to the point now uh, where, where when we're training, we know exactly what we need to be doing, you know, to, to, to be achieving what we, what we want to achieve um, uh, with the support of, of, of coaches and whatnot, you know, especially if you're, if, if you're competing. But um, sorry, just going back to your question, I've just spun off into the <laughs> thing there. Um, yeah, it, um, it, it's, um, it's a growth process. Uh, which which way you, you know you, you want to look at it I think there's there's a huge transition that individuals go through especially myself of trying to understand what works for you best and what you're most passionate about and in the end for me it's bodybuilding yeah um th there's a few things there that uh I like obviously a few different topics in, in that uh mini tangent let's call it uh, respectfully um yeah. the 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 thing that I notice is, and I'll happily say this because I was one of them people is there's a lot of people who have all the gear, but no idea. Um, and I think that's what you alluded to before. Um, and I, as I say, I, I'll happily admit this because I was one of them uh, in the early days of buying, uh, you know, certain hoodies and things that would signal this is my gym hoodie because it's got a gym brand on. And then you go to the gym and then the older you get, you could be in or whatever do you know what I mean you still go to the gym it's fine if it works it works do you know what I mean as long as you're not going there naked you're fine do you know what I mean everything else is okay um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, no, sorry you all do know everyone you know honestly everyone goes to uh, uh, you know a period or, or, or even a phase where it's all about a particular brand or they want to look a certain way when they're working out or whatever it is and and I even now sometimes if I find uh, you know something nice on a on a on a, on a gym t-shirt or a nice slogan or a wording, I'd be like that's quite nice. I mean I'm I'm quite keen of Animal Pack, which has been around for years, and I think you know they're and that's only because Animal Pack when they initially first started out, their their approach has always been a very hardcore nitty gritty gym theme and hardcore training, very old school. Uh, where you know some of these bodybuilders are absolutely huge and 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 you know so they've kind of they've you know that's the kind of approach they're given and I absolutely love that approach I love the old school bodybuilding approach where it's you're not in a clean tidy gym and it's you know it's all like uh, shiny and clean and you've got all these fancy machines it's very old cast iron and you know you're you're absolutely giving your giving your one hundred. And and that's what this apparel or this gym brand is about, and that's that's probably why I would appeal to that. But where you see some brands, I don't know. I don't want to say Gymshark. Um, in fact, I will say Gymshark. I think Gymshark um, is probably one of the most popular brands out there, which people now see that as I don't know the. Um, you know, where, where, where it used to be Nike, it's now Gymshark or a couple of other brands where if you're, you know, you don't feel like you're fitting into the gym without that brand. Yeah. You know, you, you feel like, I think some people, conversations with people in the past think, 
you know, it's 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 a well-known brand, and they feel like if if I get a Gymshark where I'm fitting into the picture and it would look good on my social media, great. But what what is it doing for you? Yeah, the actual benefits. Are, are the not actual as benefit, much, yeah. yeah. If you if 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 that brand for you is is motivating you, is making you want to train harder. Um, and it has a, and you feel like it's going to significantly, you know, change your mindset and your approach to your fitness goals. Great, do it. But in individuals where they'll get it because it's it's it's, it's a new gym fashion thing, um, then then that's something that you know, I I think I think people need to sort of take take a step back and just sort of realize they could be going and wearing anything and no one's going to really care. Um, so yeah, uh, and and the like goes for you know, gosh, you can think of tons of brands, but yeah, there, there's so many out there. Um, and I think one of the huge bodybuilding brands, if you're a professional bodybuilder, you'll know Gasp, which again, uh, you know, it's been around for years. Uh, and and Gasp is another one of one of the, one of the bigger brands that I'm, that I'm aware of. Uh, and now you've got other brands like you know uh, Under Armour, which again, uh, I like Under Armour. I, don't, I, tell you, I, I kid you not, I like Under Armour because I, I feel like when I wear it, I've, I, I watch, you know, The Rock doing Johnson's videos and, and he's got his own Project Rock thing and I, and I love his training because his training is really good. Um, and I feel like I'm pushing myself so much better. It's a mindset thing, isn't it? I could, whereas sometimes, some days I won't be wearing Under Armour, but I would I'd still be in that same mindset purely because of, I don't know, the music that I'm listening to. Or I've had a really good day, or, or whether I've had a tough day, and this is this is now me time and my time to sort of stress release. Yeah, definitely. I feel like if if it does help you psychologically, then there's obviously no there's no um, there's no one else who can uh, interfere and say don't wear that because it's not doing anything for you. If it does, fair enough. But I think it's the people who uh, buy it out of like peer pressure or anything. And as I say, I was one of them people um, when I was younger. The other topic that I sort of uh, uh, really like that you were saying before was the the training partner aspect as well because you don't push yourself nearly as much as you would normally um as much as uh even myself again as myself an example even as much yeah. as I'd like to say I'd push myself as hard as possible by myself 100% when you have somebody else with you there uh, last week on the podcast we had Adam Collard and me and him trained together for ages and he's the one that pushed me into fitness more and more and more and as you say, getting to the point where you can do one more set if you're on the floor, almost crying or something. It's like, no, go and finish your set, sort of thing. Um, so yeah, that that there will be yeah no, which is which is great. Um, there will be days where you do need a training partner. Uh, you know, you do need that extra push um, uh, and and spot what you know during your workouts. Um, that uh, starting out, especially if you're starting out. Gosh, 100% if you sign up, you, you need, it's, it's good if you have a training partner um, and you feel like you're not pushing yourself enough, which in most cases uh, that can, yeah, uh, that can be true. Um, but there's some days where I feel like I just want to train by myself, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, and, and I, I know that I'll go in and um, I'm in that right frame of mind today. Uh, you know, I've, 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 I've followed my diet, and you know, I'm, I'm all carved up, and I've got the energy. My energy levels are up to here today, and I know I'm going to go in, and I know I'm going to have a good, good, good workout. And I don't need a training partner. And you know, and, and I suppose this goes for a lot of guys. There'll be some days where you're quite happy and comfortable training by yourself because you know you're gonna you're gonna blast out your own workout. But there will be some days where you know w- when you want to 
um, I don't know, go for a PR, for example, uh, and you will need someone there to motivate you, or you you may just need a spotter because uh, you want to, you know, you, you want to be doing better and you feel like you're, you, you've kind of hit a wall with your, with, with your training. Uh, but I've, I've been through, gosh, I've, I've worked out with a lot of different people. Uh, especially initially starting out, um, uh, and they've all they've all they've all had training partners. Um, I, I don't I think there's I can't think of anyone right now that's that's just continuously been trained by themselves. At some point, you would you would have trained with someone. Um, so I think it's I think it's important because you will get that extra push. Yeah, definitely. Um, I I am the uh, more that I like train by myself. I, I do enjoy that a lot more. I I do that more often. But um, it, when you do train, like say, if, even if you're doing the same uh, workout identical with somebody and without, I do feel that the impact that the other person has and when you're motivating each other and bouncing off each other, it does make a massive difference. The other thing that you mentioned before was uh, when you started seeing the impact physically when you were in like your early 20s or like 1920. Um, so when you started getting into the gym, what, what impact did you see physically straight away, but also what impact did you see mentally? Because obviously the gym is, is, uh, is really good for um, like mental health in general. At that age, gosh, I don't think I had any, any, any stress. Um, <laughs> and, and, I, and I wish I can go back. Um, <laughs> um, I think, uh, I think it was more um, of a case where it was not just a social thing at that age, uh, but it was a case where we were all there to push and motivate each other. And each time we went in, the idea was that we're going to walk out exhausted, knowing that we've, we've achieved a great workout. But also knowing that the, the changes that I'm making here today is going to help me with my growth. And it was, and I, you know, gosh, I remember the first time I, I trained legs with this guy. Um, he put me through hell. I'm not going to kid you now. And I think I think that goes for a lot of people. The first time they've never ever trained legs, and they think I'm cycling, I'm running, I'm training legs. Mm, no, not quite. Um, and that and that's what I used to think. I used to think, gosh, yeah, my legs are strong. I, I cycle, you know, I go running and play football and whatnot. Until he gave me a leg workout, and I kid you not, um, I, I, I threw up and and, and everything. Um, and it was a very of exercise starting with squat, leg press, lunges, um, uh, leg extensions, and um, um, hams, uh, which is a hamstrings workout on the on the hamstring machine. And by the time I had done all that, I was struggling to walk and uh, struggling to drive home because there, there was literally no clutch control because the foot was <laughs> yeah the muscles just weren't functioning. The brain's telling the muscles you need to be doing this, and it just wasn't happening. And uh, you know, to the point where you're 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 worried that you're gonna, you're about to pull a muscle. Luckily, I didn't live too far. You know, I only lived five minutes down the road at the time. Um, to the point where I got up the next morning, and it was almost like I'd lost my legs and I was disabled. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I I remember call, I remember I didn't go to uh, you know uni for a couple of days. Uh, I called into sick to work, and for three days I was I was homebound. And I'm never going to forget that. And even now, you know, I, when I speak to him, we look back and we laugh about it. Um, and even he knows, I think for a first time, having a leg workout, it was brutal. It was very brutal. Um, but I, I remember calling him up on the second day and I said, I, I think you've done something to my legs. And he's laughing 
down the phone saying you're absolutely fine uh you know make sure you're drinking loads of water uh get, have, get your protein in get a good amount of uh you know food in you you'll be fine just 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 rest up because don't don't, don't lie down don't sit for too long just stay uh, as active as you can um and you know stairs at that time are not your best friend so walking, <laughs> yeah. walking up down the stairs gosh you know um and i felt like the next time i do a leg session with him do i need to bring a wheelchair <laughs> so um so that so that kind of like and it made me realize that this is how you grow you know uh you know because a week later when i was looking at my legs and i was i was i was you know tensing my legs and i was like wow they feel they feel incredibly good, you know. And I'm looking at them in the mirror, as you know, as as, as most guys do now. You know, you look at yourself in the mirror every day, and you look at the progress. You're looking how lean you're looking, how good you're looking. Has mom's gone bigger, or my abs still there? Um, and I was looking at them, and I was like, they look, they look, they look bigger than before. And that was just after one workout, and that's probably because they were still sore. But um, and it made me realize that this is this is the only way I'm going to grow. So. Um, it was a, it was a, so during that time, I, 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 it was like a love hate relationship with legs. So every time we'd get there, we knew, oh, today's leg day. We knew we had to do it, but, and it had to be done because, you know, there, there, there was just no way out and there's no way we were going to escape him because this guy was, this guy was brutal and he'd, he'd grab you and he'd make sure you, he'd make sure you do it because he wouldn't expect you to come in and just do upper body and today, oh, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to do my chest, I'm going to do my shoulders, I'm going to do my arms today because that's what, because that's, because that's what appeals to me, you know, the whole, and then, you know, and then they used to laugh about it. They used to say, well, you don't want to have this Johnny Bravo kind of look where you, you know, your legs are like this and you have your chicken legs, but your upper body, your upper posture is like out there. Um, so he had us working out full body workouts and, uh, even a month later, I was looking at myself. I was thinking, "Wow, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking much better. I'm looking bigger." Uh, and he helped me put my diet straight. He said, "You know, uh, you need to be consuming complex, complex carbs, uh, things like you know your oats, your sweet potato, um, and, and and whatnot, and down as much as white rice with your meals. Uh, and it's not a bad thing to eat roti. You can see roti with our subjects, absolutely fine. Because you know, it's not like I'm trying to lose weight." I'm trying to gain weight. So what he what he what he encouraged was the more I eat the better. And no one's ever told me that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that until 1920. And they were like, well, look, it's it's quite and the way he explained it, it's quite it's quite simple. The the more you put into your body, the more you're gonna get out, right? Uh, if you're not if you're not giving your body the nutrients that it needs, then you can't expect the body to change. Um, so and that's where I started to slowly realize where I was going wrong or what I need to do. Even, even at that stage, whilst I was training, I was enjoying it, I still wasn't serious. Um, I think because back in my mind, I just wanted to get build a body where it just looked good. And, yeah. you know, and I, I, you know, knowing that when I wore a T-shirt, I'd, I'd fill out that T-shirt and it would, I would look attractive and be like, yeah, do you know, this guy's got a good build. Because that's what it was about at that age, you know. You're at uni and you want, you know, and all you really care about is, um, sorry, other than your studies, um, <laughs> you want to, you want to, you want to look good. And 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 what what that is, what that meant for me was a confidence boost. Because I was never confident. Um, 
growing up as a child you know I, gosh uh, there's no there's no there's no sad story behind you know this for me and you know I never I never got it tough or never had it hard in any any kind of way but I did uh, I, if anything I, I, I you know I lacked confidence um, and when and when people started complimenting me like like dude wow look at your arms you're great you know it's not the other and it always comes from the guys <laughs> not, not, not what you want um and uh, not what i wanted at the time but you know uh, um and a lot of the guys would you know sort of uh, encourage you and they'd be like yo keep keep at it or uh, i want to join in i want to train with you and then we started training i started training with different guys at the gym uh people who uh you know had lectures with and, and again it wasn't serious we just did it like once a week um, whilst I was, uh, you know, focusing probably more on my studies and social life, as you do at uni, um, while still trying to maintain a good good physique. So whether that meant I was training once or twice a week, and I'd probably sometimes, gosh, some weeks I'd, I'd go into the gym and I would try to train everything, you know, uh, and I'll spend a good two hours and, yeah. you know, and I'd be absolutely starving going home. But then on the way home, I'd be like, oh, McDonald's. <laughs> Because no one's ever, no one's told me that I can't eat McDonald's. All all I know is that I just need to eat because I'm yeah. hungry. And whether whether that's bad for you or good for you, I don't you know it doesn't matter. I I I know that I need to get I need to get big. I need to put weight on. And I've been told that I could I should be consuming as much uh, as much calories as possible. And at the time, you know, you don't really understand good fats, bad fats, bad carbs, good carbs. Um, so yeah, and then obviously eventually after graduating, I don't think I trained properly again for a good for a good five years until um, you know I, I came across uh, some old friends. Um, I'll, I'll mention their names. Who who's a professional bodybuilder like sort of you know uh, Randeep Lote, uh, known as Randeep uh, Nine Eleven on on social media. And I've known him for a very long time since going to you know uh, as I was young guys going to. Uh, the girls are together on a Sunday um, and bumped into him and then, you know, seeing his level of training at the time was an eye-opener for me because he, when I, I knew the guy being very skinny, as you mentioned, he was one of those really skinny guys and and I hadn't seen him for a long time and then I seen him at the Gurdwara, like after, gosh, you're talking after like three years because um, obviously after, after uni, you go your separate ways and you get into your work, busy working lifestyles, whatnot. And I, and I came across him and I was like, wow, you know, you've, you've significantly changed. And he was one of the one of the individuals that took their training very seriously, even up until today, he still takes it very seriously, which is, you know, which is incredible. Um, and he, he, he gave me the inspiration that I was lacking to, to kind of realize I could do this. I should be doing this, uh, you, you know, um, so I got back into training with him and he was training at uh, Ultimate Fitness in Birmingham. Um, uh, obviously it's moved location now uh, and, and they call it version 2.0. Um, and so I started training with him and then, and then obviously I did you know, a few sessions with him and I realized, I, I, gosh, I'd, I'd lost my passion for this. I lost the motivation, but he helped me get it back. And, then, and that's what encouraged me to go back into bodybuilding and then keep going uh, and that, at that point where, as, as, as I was talking about earlier, five, five, six years ago, when I started uploading my first contents uh, of, 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 of my training, that's where it all started. And people start giving me good feedback. Yeah. Um, and that's what encouraged me even more uh, to keep going 
uh, and keep showing people workouts that I knew that I had learned off other people. Um, so that going forward and then I, gosh, I would get regular messages saying, you know, what's your diet like? What are you eating? And all this information was purely me asking questions from other people at the gym. And I don't think I was never, I was never scared uh, to approach anyone. Uh, and generally the first question would be, um, uh, you know, dude, what, what, what protein shake are you taking? <laughs> Cause, and, and you'd see some of these bodybuilders and, you know, they, they'd, they'd say, yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm taking this, but there's, there's, there's so much more to it. Cause there is vitamins involved and there's BCAs and, and there's tons of other stuff, but what professional bodybuilders at the time would never share. And it's not a big thing anymore, but it was five, six years ago where anybody talked about steroids. It was like, oh, you know, oh my yeah. God, it's, it's illegal, you know, taking the injections and stuff. And I was, I was, I was, I was, I was reconfused, really you know, when, when they were, if anybody mentioned a certain type of steroid to me, I'd, I'd have no idea. Um, I had, I, I was on, I started taking creatine because somebody said, get on creatine, it's good for you. Yeah. I was taking creatine, but I realized I was, I started to, it was starting to blow me. And I think they didn't have different types of creatine. Then I think there's just one set of creatine. Now you've got HCL and uh, microlized creatine and there's, you know, there's different types now. Um, healthier types, shall I say. And until I, I think I was ready to, ready to compete, only then I, you know, I got under the right guidance. I had a coach saying, you need to be taking, you know, these these supplements. Um, is is the is the polite word. So there were certain types of steroids, and I was scared. Uh, I was a bit conscious today because I was a bit, you know, a bit nervous. And and you know, knowing that you're putting a needle inside you was 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 scary. Uh, in order to sort of uh, achieve what you wanted to achieve, because all the other bodybuilders were doing it, and if you wanted to compete that's the route that you're having to go down because of all the other individuals on these supplements and in order to go against them you're going to have to do the same thing yeah and that's and that and that's what you know uh, a lot of the the fitness industry is about now there's federations out there that are you know I, I don't know if they're tested i've heard i've heard rumors that some are some aren't but they are natural federations and they're not they're not very big they're not very big federations um but the ones that are uh you know you're not you're not tested because anything goes um and nobody's gonna possibly look the way they are naturally on a short cycle would, wouldn't be looking the way he is today naturally sylvester stallone taking you know uh, the likes of growth hormones isn't looking the way he is naturally yeah um, so there's, there's 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 tons of stuff out there, and I think those were, uh, gosh, when you know during during the years of obviously doing my first competition, I've never had so much exposure to to the the, the true bodybuilding world, world, um, because although your belief this whole time was that these guys are must be training incredibly hard, and I'm not saying that they are because in fact when you are taking steroids, you have to train much harder for it to work. Mm-hmm. So for so people who and I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not afraid to talk about this and I think a lot of people do and they shy away from it they avoid the topic 
um, I think a lot of people are under the, 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 the you know under the misunderstanding that if you're taking steroids, you're you're building muscle very easily. You're actually not. Mm-hmm. What you're what you're doing because of how steroids work, all they really do in theory is help your muscles recover much faster. So you're able to so you're able to put them through hell for, for, for that muscle to grow. Um, I don't know if you know steroids were originally formed for people who suffer accidents to speed up their recovery. Yeah. In, the, in the same way, what you're doing is you're injuring the muscle in order for the muscle to heal and come back stronger. And that's exactly what steroids, and there's, and, and there's obviously tons of different types of steroids that, you know, that do different things, some that help you, do, you know, uh, burn fat, uh, and some that help you bulk, and some that help you maintain. And that's a whole new topic, so I won't I won't get into that. But I'll give you I'll give you an overview. So, people who people some people who are under the misunderstanding that steroids, um, uh, you know, are the easy route to building muscle. It's actually not. It's actually probably possibly the, you know the, the most toughest route because not only are you putting your body under risk, but you're also having to make sure that steroids works because you're having to feed your body with double the water intake. You're having to push your body through much harder training levels uh, in order to in order to make sure whatever you're consuming is working. And on top of that, you're having to take a number of uh, vitamins and minerals to support the body, to making sure that the body isn't uh, suffering in any shape or form. So it's yes, there are benefits, but as you know. Where there's benefits, there will also be some disadvantages and side effects to an extent, um, and that's it. So when when I get when I get youngsters asking me about it, what you know, what's your cycle? I think I'm always like, mm, yeah, it, you, you know, if you're not serious and if you're not going to compete, don't do it. And that's my advice. Um, I, I think I I took the step because I was competing, um, but I think now, if I'm honest. We've gone way past that process, and it doesn't really matter anymore. Um, but the only the only advice I would give, if you if you're doing it, make sure that you're doing it under some under under right guidance through a coach or someone who knows what they're doing. Um, because obviously, maybe I think even in this country, um, uh, but especially in India, the the number of deaths in in the, in the youth is high due to the misunderstanding of of, of the use of these drugs. Um, and, and they're usually labeled down to he died of a heart attack, but they don't really like to talk about how did he get the heart attack. And, yeah. You know, but I won't get, I'm sorry, I know we're going to be off topic. I won't talk about that. But um, <laughs> that's, uh, again, uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's a whole uh, different kind of worms. Um, but I'll keep to the point where, you know, having sort of then getting that inspiration from like-minded people, you know, like Randy from whatnot and, and, and seeing what he's achieved and even till this day, what he's still achieving going forward and not even being his full-time job, it's, it's incredible. But he's, he's not the only the one, gosh, you know, I could, I could think of plenty more. Uh, I'll give you, uh, you know, obviously you've spoken to Manji, you know, Manji's Blind Flex's story um, and uh, even, uh, you know, uh, another person who's close to me uh, known as the Flying Turban, Rajay, uh, pilot. Right. Uh, working different hours, flying different hours, still still managing to do you know number of competitions, still managing to keep on top of his diet and his training. Again, yeah. um, 
another yeah sorry uh, it is um so I, I actually quite like this topic because uh, uh, my thesis was um, uh, university was regarding steroids. So for me, this this is a brilliant sort of topic that was stumbled across, uh, which uh, which I'm really interested in. Um, I think I think from a personal perspective, anyway, I think uh, the the education surrounding it is has improved as obviously like over the past couple of years as the fitness industry in general has more people obviously talk about the nooks and crowns of it. The the issue I have is uh, when people. And I think this, again, is an evolution of um, social media and fitness influencers and uh, the, the wider fitness industry in general. Is a lot of people who I personally know who uh, were taking steroids had natural in their in their bios and things. And it's it's one of them things where like, uh, and I'm, I'm happy that you, you publicly talk about it um, and say, look, the physique I have is uh, enhanced, but... Yeah. Um, uh, and I completely agree with the fact that you said that it, it's a supplement at the end of the day. If you take creatine, it's not going to do anything unless you're in the gym. If you are on DK, it's not going to do anything unless you're in the gym. It's a supplement at the end of the day. You have to accommodate yeah, nothing, all of it. Yeah, nothing, nothing's going to work. Uh, you know, anything you put into your body, it's not going to work unless you do. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you could take tons of protein powders and tons of other supplements if you're still not putting in the effort and you're not putting in, in the work, then don't, don't expect those results. Um, and, you know, don't, don't, don't be questioning um, the products. You, you really ought to, ought to question yourself and then see whether you're doing it right. Uh, which is why I'm saying, um, if, if you're doing any, any of that sort of stuff, make sure you're doing it under the right guidance. You know, make sure you've got yourself either a nutritionist or a good coach um to to sort of guide you through those because and you know and that's another thing there there's so many coaches online and i'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing um there are some good coaches but there's also some bad coaches there's some coaches who claim they're coaches and don't have any form of qualification um and again there's you know some personal trainers who are personal trainers who aren't great personal trainers um you know, and just make sure that you've got some form or somebody giving you the right the right advice and guidance if you're going down that route. Um, otherwise, you're putting yourself at risk. And, and, and that's and that's and that's the only thing that uh, you know. That's the only thing that I can say. Yeah, hundred percent. Unless you are taking it as serious as to step on stage and you have to equal the playing field. Because as uh, another thing that I want to mention was uh it's similar to uh, the strongman events, world's strongest man. There are powerlifting yeah. competitions and strongman events which are natural because they test there. But how many of them have you seen on TV? Do you know what I mean? It doesn't happen. People want to see the biggest numbers. They want to see the mountain from Game of Thrones. They want to see Eddie Hall because of these gargantuan numbers. And it's similar in bodybuilding. Like you want to see these guys on stage who were ripped to shred with absolutely like oozing muscle mass. They don't want to see like the smaller competitors. I think it's I think it's very hard um, to to identify um, what's natural and what isn't. Um, and, and the same goes for strongmen, the same goes for CrossFit trainers, um, because there are CrossFit trainers out there who, who again, are on enhancements, um, you know. Um, and, and it amazes me because, especially 
you know, you get some individuals who uh, claim that they're the vegan bodybuilders, but there's no way you're going to gain the amount of muscle mass that you have from a vegan diet. You, you know, and they don't talk about enhancements, which is fine, and you know, but don't don't mislead or misguide the public. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's 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 uh, it, you know there's there's so much there's there's a huge lack of education um in in a lot of areas uh in in the fitness industry in the fitness world um and you know when i get people approaching me questions i am very honest and i will i will just say you know give give it to them black and white um i, I don't i don't shy away from the fact that yes i have taken enhancements um it is what it is uh you know and I, and I think to a lot of people who know fitness, who know bodybuilding, sorry, um, it's pretty obvious, you know, um, they don't like to talk about it. And, and I don't know whether you want to say that as a, for a different topic, but um, anyone who's, who's competing has, has taken some form of enhancement to support them, to look the way they do. And I'm not saying that you can't achieve this naturally. Of course you can. Of course you can. Um, but at the same time, that's, that depends on the amount of muscle mass you're holding. So if I see, if I see someone, uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you an example. So if I see an individual who's competing in men's physique and, um, um, you know, whose weight ratio might be anything between 65 to, to 75 kilos, um, and he's lean, and he's not holding a huge amount of muscle mass. I, I would, I wouldn't question whether he's, you know, um, whether he's possibly a natural or not, uh, because there are there are some only in that category which are natural. But anyone who's a pro bodybuilder holding a huge amount of muscle mass, I, I highly, highly doubt it. You're natural. Uh, you know. I, I, and I, I, and I can, I can hundred percent say that because I think I've been involved in the fitness industry especially in the bodybuilding uh you know part long enough to to see uh what's natural and what isn't uh, you know uh to sort of be able to to identify that and there are some individuals who are still a bit naive that don't but um you know but where where, where the question comes to myself um you know i you know it's if you if you want to compete then then yeah yeah, I think everything comes down to education at the end of the day, because th there is like a a massive still misconception probably with steroids that um, if you take them, you're just going to blow up and become a, a monster and you're going to become the Incredible Hulk, which is which is definitely not the case. Do you, like I think the most famous, um, well, definitely by a mile, the most famous steroid sort of story ever is Lance Armstrong. Yeah, you know what I mean, and that's not nothing to do with bodybuilding. It's nothing to do with muscle mass. That's to do with endurance. You hear it in boxing all the time. A lot of the the uh, as a huge boxing fan, a lot of the drugs that they get um, uh, tested for uh, and and become positive is mainly endurance drugs, so that they can last the rounds and things like that. So, it is education uh, in a wider sense because th there's so many things that will can do uh, a plethora same, of different things yeah the, the same happens in the olympic sports as well uh, there's certain athletes that are in enhancements you know and they've, they've been treated with enhancements yeah it, it's not like you you watch it and they show 
tests whether they've been, you know, a certificate to, to show whether they've been tested negative or positive. Um, you but know, even, that, even that's, sorry, even that's difficult because I don't know if you've watched the documentary Icarus um, uh, regarding, it's on Netflix and 100% guarantee, uh, uh, recommend it to you. Um, yeah. It's about the Russian scandal. So now Russia won't allow to uh, compete in the Olympics for a few years because um, the they tested. I did, I did hear. Yeah, sorry, I did hear something about that. And, yeah, I, I didn't know there was a. The, the, okay. So that documentary basically is a cyclist who wants to do like a, a race, uh, one year clean, and then the next year on enhancements. He right. uh, gets the help of basically the head of Russians and Russia's anti-doping agency to say, right. "How can I do a cycle properly?" <laughs> And uh, still test uh, negative on the on the day, which will improve my uh, performance. But the the reason the documentary is so good is because the person who helps him actually is the one who has been basically given steroids to the Russian Olympic team for X amount of years. They get busted, and Putin basically just tries to get involved and say he's an enemy of the state and then he has to flee to america and it all goes wild so the documentary right, okay. is amazing uh, because of that right. real life twist but uh, it does highlight um uh, like steroid use in that in that sense right okay cool i will uh, i will look at that that's that's quite interesting though. um <laughs> so yeah i think um you know whilst i was going through the you know through the phase of, of uploading uh, my videos uh, on instagram and, and, and training um more and more people started to pop up on social media on instagram and um uh you know and i really liked what everyone was doing so i you know i uh, gosh I, I i didn't i didn't hesitate to drop a, a message um uh, you know and and because of my job at the time i was generally traveling a lot so I, I was using that opportunity to catch them in their area and train with them at their local gym. Mm -hmm. and, and for me, it was the way, the way I saw it was, it was good because you know, whether they were learning off me or I was learning off them, we were on the same journey and we were you know, collaborating together, um, which worked in my favor and worked in their favor because when we were putting this on social media, it looked good because it showed networking and it showed unity you, you know there was no for me i never I, I never went on social media to kind of go well i'm competing with this person or that person i went on there to learn and i'm and, and that's exactly what i want to be doing even up until today um i love what people are doing and i'll i'll, I'll follow what they're doing and i'll i'll push them and i'll ask them whether they want to whether they want you know whether i can join in what they're doing uh, or whether they want to join with me uh, so, which is which is exactly one of the reasons. Now, I don't know whether Madge mentioned this, but you know, I think one of the first you know shoots or documentaries that we did together about four or five years ago uh, was exactly based around that, mm -hmm. where we got uh, you know there was 23, 24 uh, of us guys, um, you know, all on social media, uh, well known on social media at the time who decided to get together under one roof. Um, we used that opportunity because everyone was coming down for body power uh, during that period, which only happens once a year and it hasn't happened last year. And it seems to be getting worse and worse every year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but we used that opportunity. We thought, well, everyone's gonna be here. There was gonna be a, a few individuals from London and, and other parts of, of, the, uh, you know, of, of the country. So 
we thought let, why not why not get everyone together and do a massive shoot for and then eventually as we were doing the planning and we plan, managed to plan it within a couple of weeks we somehow turned it around into a documentary yeah um and it, it it was successful it was good absolutely loved it um and you know everyone got along um you know of course there was no reason why they wouldn't because we were very much uh out on on the same journey we you know we wanted we we knew about each other on social media but it was all good uh and great you know liking each other's content but how much how much do you know about the individual and uh would you like to meet them would you like to train with them would you like to ask them questions that's what that opportunity was about and we wanted to not only do that for for a networking and a unity point of view but we wanted to do that because there's individuals out there that deserve that level of recognition um and that's exactly why we started that out and and it, and it was a success success and we we did one just last year uh, you know um which was the seat muscle event yep. uh, held at birmingham uh, ultimate fitness in birmingham and you know we we set out an open invite for everyone guys and girls uh, to get as much people involved as possible create another successful event because it just gave everyone the opportunity even under covid you know rules and restrictions we managed to make it happen because we started planning it last year january february we you know we we had the gym uh you know we had we had the number of people that wanted to get involved well, you know uh obviously we wanted to plan it better where there was uh, other facilities but obviously we had to uh follow the the covid guidelines uh but we made it happen and it was great it was successful uh, we received tons of feedback um there was individuals who messaged saying you know they, they, they can't wait for another another event mm-hmm. uh and they'd love to come to you know the next event and i want to be doing more of these events going forward uh, not only to allow people on social media to network and and collaborate with each other but also for again educational purposes and recognition purposes especially so what we're achieving off the back of this one is since we've done the first event which is 5 years ago um more and more people on social media have come to light in our community uh with you know different backgrounds in fitness whether that's boxing mixed martial arts you know crossfit um and bodybuilding and whatnot and it's been great um so we the purpose behind it is that you want to be able to give these people the level of recognition they deserve on a wider on a, on a wider field by you know sharing it with a bigger platform bigger platforms such as uh you know the seat channels that we now we have available uh in, in in the UK so um and i suppose it's kind of giving the youth out there motivation to get involved in fitness to see how many how many others are, are doing it uh and to see uh the you know the, the level of unity that we bring together and how we can all work together you know regardless of what background you're in um, and and i think these events are about individuals and not so much about who's organized and who which gym it's at and all this and that the other it's about the people because the people are the ones that are making it happen so we always want to give well i always want to you know sort of bring them forward bring them to light and going forward we did one last year now the plan is 
to do one every year. Which is amazing. Um, like I, I was speaking to Manj about it as well, and um, and he sort of mirrored basically what you were saying, uh, and it is really good. And hundred percent agree. Like not just on a unity side of things, but also like um, for those who are following the fitness and like the Sikh fitness industry uh, industry specifically uh, with all these platforms and pages, it's silly not to get involved because most most likely, um, if a person is following yourself. They're going to be following Manj. They're going to be following um, the Seek Muscle page, the Fitness Forge page, which, uh, which as we were talking beforehand in our uh, when we were arranging this, uh, I thought you were the admin of them pages. To be fair, but you get a lot. Do, do you know what? I get I get so many people uh, asking me, uh, "Are you are you the admin uh, for for Seek Muscle, or are you the admin for Fitness Forge?" I'm like, no. I I wish I had that much time. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I now spend most of, I, gosh, I just about have time to sort of sometimes manage my own page and put content on my own page. Um, you know, because obviously now, um, I think my focus is probably be more busy with work and whatnot, and I, you know, trying to get in, in training as much as I can. Uh, but well done to to those who, you know, who are who are the admins of, the, of, of those pages, because they're doing exactly what I want to be doing, like, which is giving people the recognition they deserve for their hard work. Um, you know, Seek Muscle, you know, has been around for for years, as long as I can remember being on, you know, social media. And and I think I used to absolutely love the original page. Uh, and now, obviously, they've, they've, they've started out a new page for whatever reason. Um, and obviously, then you've got, uh, the, you know, uh, a new page, which is, again, uh, doing great things, as, uh, such as, uh, you know, Fitness Forge, um, give, giving people the recognition they deserve. And I think, the more we bring light to this in our, in our community, the better, because uh, the idea is working together um, and uniting together um, uh, to, to kind of deliver the same message as we're on the same journey. And to go sort of full circle, it is like when you're first stepping into the gym, if you can see someone who looks like you is a more achievable goal, if that makes sense. So like for yourself, yeah. it was the Godwara gym, but now like the social media. So um, <clears throat> like you don't, uh, I don't know how to phrase this because I was going to say you don't need the Godwara gym but obviously go to the Godwara everybody it's very it's, important it's, it's, shut down. it's shut down now <laughs> well, when COVID's <laughs> open but you can see um, see on like social media like you can follow um, whoever whoever you want and there's there's so many people like I spoke to Azad Singh as well who's uh, yeah. fully vegan for five six years now so and mm-hmm. uh, again like you said encourage uh, you mentioned before like encouraging Europe in traditional Punjabi cuisine sort of thing so if you're following that path and you want to remain uh, uh, like sort of loyal to faith and Sikhi and be vegan um, and be like vegetarian incorporating your faith in, uh, in traditional cuisine he's he's like a good example for that if you want to yeah. get onto bodybuilding stages yourself a man is good for that um and obviously more but i'm trying to like uh put put into categories if that makes sense i think i think you know i'm still uh, a, a bit of an amateur uh in in you know uh in 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 that sense um there's 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 so many there's other individuals whose whose name i'll, I'll you know bring bring to the top of the list um, you know, for when it comes to the go-to people. So, you know, for example, from a, uh, you know, a bodybuilding point of view, you know, again, uh, the, 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 there is Randeep, who's probably been one of the, one of the first. Uh, and there's another one, uh, Ungud, uh, you know, 
um, who's, who's done several competitions. Again, he's, he's another great uh, individual. Uh, from a nutritional point of view, um, God, um, uh, you know, uh, can, I can only think of Juggy, uh, the Indian body coach, because he's mm-hmm. been, you know, he's been around, uh, again, as long as I can remember. And I've, I, you know, I've met Juggy on several occasions. We've done training, training together. And if you watch and listen to some of his, his videos and his content, look at his content online, very educational. You know, um, and again, very easy to approach. And we had him at the event, you know, oh. whereby we we had a bit of a Q and A session, where we gave individuals to ask any nutritional questions that they you know they feel that might be beneficial to them, or areas that they struggle with from a from a diet point of view. Even um, the, the the knowledge uh, and the you know the education, sorry, the resources are out there. It's just a case of reaching out. Yeah, uh, you know, and just asking the question, because you're never, you're never gonna, you know, you know, it's never gonna come to you. So, it, you know, if you want it, just reach out, uh, and that's again, that's one of the reasons why we do these events. So, you know, guys like me at the age of 17, 18, 19, who, 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 you know, who weren't, who weren't advised of any of that, and and they wanted to achieve all that, they now have the opportunity going forward to to get a head start uh and, and be educated from a from, from an early age yeah so so yeah 100 I, I couldn't agree more it's it's the thing about re- relatability that uh is like is really important because when you see someone who looks like you it, it's it's more comforting to like uh more achievable sorry um yeah. uh, because you, like in that q a session uh, is probably things that maybe uh, a white personal trainer or a black person trainer might not take into consideration about uh, genetics like Indian genetics are obviously different to anybody else and nutrition um, whether it be anybody in the South Asian community do you know what I mean like Muslim, Muslims can't have uh, anything that isn't halal or um, a, a lot of western sort of training plants have ground beef in but if you're Hindu that can't apply to you do you know what I mean and uh, as I was saying before like with Azad vegan um, and if you are a very like sort of strict Sikh and you are vegetarian like practicing um then then obviously that can be taken into consideration as well so it's all these little little things that uh just tailor it to you and obviously everyone's going to be different but if you can get as close to being tailored to you as possible from all the the resources out there then then it's the best yeah because because it's going to adapt to your lifestyle uh as well and i think that's one of the important things um you know, uh, and as, as you said, yeah. So, if it's someone within your community and they and they will, you know, they'll completely understand uh, your lifestyle um, for, for, you know, for, for, because of the community you're in. You know, having to uh, avoid certain foods, uh, understand your, your your genetics and whatnot. So, these are these are the benefits. Yeah, um, I think I think if we can keep these i think the idea was we wanted to i think my my goal my you know what i want to achieve is probably like an indian body power you know where we could even get um some uh, some of the businesses uh you know from our community who are involved in fitness uh and and i did you know gym chef for example uh being, being one of them uh but there are there's tons more out there um, get them involved, get them to come. Uh, opportunity for them to uh, speak a bit about their brands, speak a bit about their business. Because um, what you're doing then, you're also supporting each other. 
and I think that's that's key to be able to support your own uh, just as much just as much as people are supporting their own gyms so um you know it's it's it, it's it's just it's an opportunity for everyone definitely I feel like um without going too much into it that is something that hasn't been very good for our community in the past but obviously uh going forward this younger generation hopefully can change that and as I said before um there's enough to go around like there's an abundance to go around the people who will be following the seek muscle page will be following the people who feature on the seek muscle page so there's a there's naturally they're naturally do you know what I mean so there's there's definitely enough to go around the audience is definitely there going back to social media in general as a broader sense now you have uh like around 12 18,000 uh followers on instagram yeah, I think, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, don't worry. I checked I check before we started. You've got 12 days. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. yeah. Um, but obviously because your your sort of page has always been about fitness and more recently, uh, you congratulations, you found a partner and things like that and um, uh, your missus has been featuring on your page. Do you, yeah. do you feel pressure that you can't have all these different things like because you've had just solely gym content for so long and then <laughs> now you've become an all romantic and did you know like do you think that do you feel the pressure um, of being on brand quote unquote uh no I, 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 I yeah i don't know i don't think it's ever stopped me from posting anything uh, a bit personal uh you know whether it's a, a picture of, of being away on holiday or whatnot um you know i gosh we, we you know we, we still post um selfies and, and what on the, on there and but i think um i've i, I did have i think I, I, you know I, I still do i have a, a a personal instagram page which i don't really use anymore i think i created that to try to make keep it personal stuff mm-hmm. but then i thought then you know i think anything that i feel like it's too personal it just remains on my phone or like, you know, as I mentioned, it probably gone like Facebook, which is a bit more, uh, a bit more private. Um, but I think anything I post on the fitness Heracles page, uh, um, it's nothing that I, I feel I'd want to keep a secret that I, I feel like that it isn't anything too private. Uh, whereas now, uh, you know, the missus, she's got her, she's got her own separate private page, which is purely just for her family and whatnot. But then she's also now, um, yeah, she's 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 been into the fitness um, uh, well before we met. So I think I, in fact, if anything, I've encouraged her to start her own fitness page, yeah. and she has done, which is uh, Amrit.fitness. Um, so if anything, days where I'm slacking, she she gives me the push, and and now, which is kind of worked in my favour, and I'm kind of glad I've, I've found the right partner because she's able to be that be that training partner or be that spotter now in the gym you know uh especially now i think before i i had you know there, there was guys i used to train with because i was more in Birmingham. but since moving into staffordshire you know uh training at a different gym um it's kind of worked in my favor having a partner who's kind of also on the, on the same mindset with with the fitness so so yeah it's been great yeah uh it's because the only reason i ask is because like when you get to um like the 10k plus is but when you start becoming it like a bit more social media influencer the term could be used i guess and everyone's uh grids are immaculate there'll be like three in a rows of this and three in a rows of that and all this stuff i i do you know i've never wanted to pattern or sequence my you know my, my posts in that way i think with, with my content uh i try to keep it as genuine as possible and 
you know, if if I if I I feel like I you know this is postworthy, I will just post it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think if I'm honest, in the last in the, in the, in, the, in the, especially in the last year, I I've taken uh, a step back. Uh, in, in fact, sorry, in the last couple of years, I've taken a step back with the amount of input I give on my social media with my workout posts is because um, it's actually a good thing because I realized that I, what I see everyone else doing now um, is exactly what I've, I've already done. And like, you know, I did that five years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I post all my workouts and I, and I explained all my workouts and I told them I did this many sets and this many reps and it was great. Um, and I haven't really, I haven't even really entirely stopped doing that. I've kind of gone in with a different approach. Well, now I think I probably want to post because I've, I've, I've already posted that I, you know, I've done these workouts. I'm not going to do a new video posting the same thing again. It's absolutely pointless. I'm either going to post something significant as an achievement where I've, I've hit a PR or, you know, I've, I feel like I've, I've done an incredible workout on this today. Or I'm probably going to want to post something which is which is completely different, which uh, you know I feel like I've not posted before. So yeah. whether that might be training outdoors, might be doing cycling, or might be doing hiking, um, I'm I'm kind of like just a, giving my 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 social media a completely different approach. In fact, so my approach now has probably been workouts with with with, with my partner. Yeah. Um, which which again is different because you don't now you don't see that you don't you don't see many asian couples working out together and posting their videos together very true um, so i've kind of and i'm again i'm kind of glad i think i've i think i've done well with finding myself the right partner who who's who's also uh, you know on the same page with doing that um and that's the kind of approach i've gone with now um and that's that's what's made me change my social media i don't feel like i don't feel like you know i'm i'm doing it because I have to compete with someone, I'm doing it now because I've I've already achieved all that. And one now, I'm either going to post something about a journey of a new upcoming competition, and get people to sort of follow that journey, or I'm either going to post a PR, or I'm either going to post a workout with my partner. Yeah. Um, where 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 my, the personal part comes to it, I don't think I hesitate if we're out and about traveling or we're doing city stuff. I think we do that anyway. We do that on our stories, and then sticking to the highlights, you know. Um, I don't feel like that's ever that's ever stopped me or you know uh but again if i feel like it's something too personal then i'll probably just keep it on the phone or or i think she posts on her her personal private page or whatever you know as i do yeah. um uh, <laughs> um but yeah uh we're, we're going back to the question uh no i don't really have an issue mixing a bit of personal bit of, bit of fitness i think I've, I've done a bit of it even though 80 percent of it is fitness yeah, yeah, but it does work though. But like uh, adding the personal touch is obviously always a good thing because people are more invested in the person than than uh, information. Sometimes, like they, they want to see your journey as well as how much you can impact theirs. Um, the 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 other thing that I was going to say is it seems like a lot more natural, perhaps because you have, as you, as you were saying before, this is like more of a hobby for yourself. So there's no real there's no real pressure anyway because you just okay. do it for fun. Yeah, that, and, that, and that's very true. Uh, you know, where people are working to 
a certain kind of layout or you know making sure that they, all their posts fall in line and they very much look the same and the page looks very stylish are the people probably with more of a business approach you know people who are uh, offering uh, training plans dieting plans nutritional you know uh, coaching or whatever um you know so i can i can understand looking and, and and it's nice i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that um I think where the way my approach is, it's just been very casual. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I think I, I just like it the way it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm probably a bit hypocritical saying uh, uh, saying like the three in a row because uh, I'm not going to lie on, on the CultureCast page that I have. is uh, It's pretty much like that setup at the moment, to be fair. Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> it's, it's nice. It's nice. It's just I, the way I see it, if I'm honest, you know, well done to, to those who do it and, you know, and, and yourself, but I think it's too much effort. <laughs> no it is honestly it really it really is i feel like i'm not doing it all the time and i'm like oh well i've already done it yeah. this long so i'm like just carry on with it i don't know i feel like uh, it will change over time you naturally evolve with the times um whether that be social media algorithms or uh, your perspective on it like it might become more casual over time or you know i think I think the the hard if I did that and you know and you know I could and I changed it up at some point. I think the hard thing for me there would probably be like I don't know for example if I'm doing, you know if I'm following a certain sequence and all of a sudden I've had a, you know I've managed to hit a PR. I'm the type of person that I can't wait to upload that PR yeah. and I'm like yo oh crap I'm gonna have to think of some really good posts then upload that PR and I'm like no nah, I'm just gonna throw it in there. Yeah. Um, so I suppose yeah. So where's what you're doing? Like you said, I suppose if you've got, you know, you 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 know you're doing these podcasts and these interviews, uh, I suppose your set layout is is meaningful to each individual. Uh, for what I've seen, because it's very blocked out, isn't it, for every every individual in that, in that sequence, yeah. which is good. And there's nothing wrong with that because because it, it fits your page. But if your if your page was fitness related, then I, I don't know how you would fit three posts in that sequence relating to that same that same fitness or that same workout yeah yeah i think it's like different type of posts so like for myself at the moment because it's always uh it might change in the future but it's like the first post is like oh this podcast out now second post will be this is information about the guest for for the audience and then the third po- uh, post typically is like a highlight reel like a trailer for that podcast that's yeah. how i operate at the moment no it's good no no it's but in my mind it makes sense but obviously in the, the audience might be thinking oh i don't know why there's lines all over the place do you know what i mean like everyone's got a, a different... what the hell's he doing yeah exactly <laughs> like what is this beef group doing thinks he's uh, too big for his boots i think <laughs> <laughs> perhaps um, the, so going back to fitness a bit as well um because uh, i'm intrigued obviously you're you're obviously a big guy um I don't feel it at the moment. I think um, I'm struggling at the moment. Um, I think I, as, as I said earlier, I'm one of those people that find hard to put on weight. So I think, especially during lockdown, I'll tell you what the problem is at the moment. Um, I do, I do have, uh, you know, a, a private gym where I train at. Does it have all the facilities? No, it doesn't. Do I feel a little demotivated? Yes, just like I think a number of individuals do. Um, so at the moment, I'm really struggling, but what's happened because of the industry I work in this it, it's had an impact where they've become more busier which means more work so I've been so busy with work that I, I forget to eat sometimes yeah so I think 
So for me, yeah, I'm still training, but am I, was this a good opportunity for me to put on weight? Yes, it was. Have I made the most of it? No, I haven't, you know. Um, so I think I'm not at the weight I want to be. And I think it'll probably take me a good couple of months to get there. Uh, so at the moment, uh, you know, I'm weighing uh, 80, 88. I checked a couple of days ago, 88 kilos. Uh, I want to, I want to be at 100. Um, right, okay. Which I think uh, at the moment it just sort of seems impossible. But I'm, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep going. Do you mind if I ask uh, your your height just to put in perspective the 88? Please, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm not. I'm, I'm I'm five seven. Um, that's not bad. What, what I thought you were gonna say like five and two or something. I was like, whoa, that Photoshop I, thing skills are mad. You know, <laughs> you know what? I, I, you're probably saying it's not bad, but try standing next to Manju, who's six five. Yeah. Because true. when when I stand next to him, you know, have you seen? You know, it's like Gandalf and Hobbit. <laughs> when, when you put me and him together, it's like you know when we take a picture together. Now I'm like, listen, you better bloody sit down somewhere because <laughs> yeah, otherwise I'm not taking a picture with you. Um, so yeah, oh gosh, I wish I was taller. Um, so, but yeah, for fitness, I, I, for fitness and bodybuilding, and uh, putting on size and muscle mass, the the shorter, like I was speaking to Manch, uh, I'm like six two myself, he's six five, so like it's a bit harder to get um like a lot of muscle mass onto a, a larger frame. Like he was speaking a range of motion on like a bench, so he has to go onto like. Uh, you're, you're thinking it's what I was saying before, isn't it? When I was saying the fat boys or look at the skinny boys, you're thinking these two people are fucking complaining about this. Yeah, um, yeah, we've I've had these conversations with him, and we had we had conversations where we might be on the bench press, and he'll say, "Oh well, it's easier for you because your your range is much shorter." <laughs> and I'm scratching my head. I'm like going, "No, because you're a much bigger individual. You're a much bigger guy." you know you should be having you, your strength should be much better than mine because you weigh a lot more as well mm-hmm. so in my head i'm thinking you know you should be you should be pushing a lot more than i am and you know the range for you should be shouldn't be a struggle at all but then i've also had guys taller than me saying you know when i simply squat and i'm like dude you need to be going lower they're like i can't go low like you because i'm taller and i'm like mm, that's not the case that's that's not what it is uh, you know, so I don't know. I don't think, I don't think height is uh, is the issue. I personally, I you know, if if science can prove it otherwise, yeah. No. It's it's I time am, under I, resistance though. It's time under resistance for a squat, especially you. Right, we're traveling a lot further. Do you know? No. I'm I'm gonna back up my my tall boys here. Yeah, it's hard for us. <laughs> okay, so if if that's the case, where we if we're walking. And you're saying time, so you must be taking uh, double the steps I am when you're walking. Then, so so why why would that be any different if your if your range in pushing weight isn't any different? No, no. So it would take half of the time walking because our strides are longer, but it would yeah. take double the time coming down because we have further to travel. Okay, uh, if if you can, fitness related, <laughs> yeah. If, if you can find me a documentary where it says it's harder for taller guys to put on weight, I will look. Like, if there's some science theory behind that, I will, I will hold my hands up and be like, right, uh, you know what? I'll, I'll give it to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give it to you guys. 
There'll, there'll probably be a study out there somewhere. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll have a look. No, uh, the, the only reason I was asking um, the, the stats in the first place without that sidetrack was mainly for uh, diet. So your, your 88 um, kg, um, five, a respectable 5 or 7 tall. Uh, how, many, how many calories I get, like normally do you, uh, is your intake and what, what, what's your diet like? I, so I aim to hit about... I say I aim, I don't think I ever, I ever achieve it, uh, which is about 5,000 uh, a day. Now, that that's what I should be. That's what I should be hitting. Um, I don't think I'm anywhere near that. I'm probably over, just over three. Is that for a lean bulk, 5,000, or is that for, like, a aggressive? I'm uh, Gosh, I, I don't even have to give myself a lean bulk. I, uh, I just have one of those... You know, metabolisms where I can I can eat I can you know you know I tried this once and I um, and I experimented and I I went through a day I had McDonald's for breakfast, right? I had KFC for lunch, and then I had a, a huge large pizza, eight slices for dinner, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was you know including um, snacking and stuff. That was nearly that was nearly that was nearly four thousand calories. I still got it the next day, lean. Yeah. And I can't like you know, um, and that's probably because, especially during the prep stages where you're doing cardio twice a day, your metabolism is off the charts because what you're having to do to get to lean, you know, to get to absolutely shreds, is uh, you do you know sixty minutes of cardio in the morning, which is fasted cardio. So you're you're pretty much not necessarily running, but you're pace walking. Um, inclined for 60 minutes on an empty stomach so you, you can consume water which is absolutely fine then you go about your day you consume you know all your meals um and then come in the evening um you're you're hitting the weights but straight after the weights you're then having to do 30 minutes and this is five days a week then you're then having to do 30 minutes on the stairmaster and the stairmaster is a nightmare so you're not only yeah you're absolutely tired from pushing all the weights you then do 30 minutes and what that what that does it has a huge impact on on your metabolism so you imagine doing that for i don't know eight weeks straight mm-hmm. um so naturally you know you built your metabolism to a consume the food and burn you know burn the fat burn the carbs burn the calories in your body the way yeah. it does um so even when you stop and you come off that your body's still in that cycle yeah um but that plus if, if you want to cut as well your body's always going to be craving more yeah and, and but that's not for everyone uh you know it depends how they've built their body up to that as i said i've been i'm one of those individuals who's just been active from day one mm-hmm. um so i think that that's probably where i benefit from um so it's not it's not, it hasn't been you know trying to gain weight yes it's been a struggle but am i worried about am i going to get fat Probably not anytime soon. I'm, I'm pretty sure I hit some form of plateau, hit a brick wall at, at you know, the age of 50 or whatever. Uh, at some point, uh, where I'll be one of those Mr. Sings with, you know, like he's hiding, you know, like looking like a nine-month pregnant woman. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, but you know, uh, until then, uh, I'm, I'm, I think, yeah, I'm just going to keep going. I don't think I'm, I'm concerned about uh, getting putting on fat on. I'm not following a particular lean bulking diet i'm just following a bulking diet um and if i can just get through that that'd be good enough for me to you know achieve the weight i want to achieve before i think about 
shush shutting uh, down to, you know, and it's not just about gaining weight, it's making sure that you've put on enough muscle mass. So when you shred, you're still holding that muscle mass. Um, so, you know, you're achieving the physique that you want to achieve. And it's tricky. It's very tricky because it's, it's, it, it, is, it is pretty much all about consistency. Everything from the kitchen to getting your meals down to then going to the gym and, and training. Yeah, it's a, it's a very um, like exact sort of science. It is a very specific sort of formula of all these like uh, all these things that have to mesh together perfectly uh, during like an eight week or ten week period of cutting. Like because uh, especially like the effects it has on your body and things as well. I imagine as you're going down uh, in calories and things, and you're restricting your body, but you're increasing the work rate uh, because you want to cut like even mentally. And then if if it if you start feeling mental effects that's most likely going to have an effect on your body so it mirrors each other all the time it is um it is really interesting like obviously growing up uh um i did watch like uh, arnold schwarzenegger quite a lot uh like pump and iron things like these and um and especially when you get into sort of like the gym you sort i think everything i had a, an artist on a couple of weeks ago called uh art by td off on melbourne and i think it might have been uh after the podcast finished we were just chatting but everything's like art in my opinion everything uh, when you're passionate about something everything automatically becomes art for, for an artist that is actual physical art but if you watch a cooking show it's art on a plate do you know what I mean by the end of it if you watch a bodybuilding show it is art it's all oh, these people have sculpted their um physiques like ronnie coleman i think is famous for saying that he took a picture of himself every single day then you would get a permanent marker and then basically draw on it where he would want to grow and this part's too big for the competition day or this part's too slow uh, small and then as i say i like boxing before and it's called the sweet science it's an art form do you know what I mean like everything yeah. is, is is similar for, to that you know for, for every guy who, who who's training and you know trying to achieve uh you know a certain type of build and, and trying to gain muscle I, i'm sure they must look at every mirror in the house yeah um because i do it <laughs> and, and i'll be honest you know um you wake up every morning uh and and you know you love the you love the feeling uh, of the way you look before the first grain goes into your mouth and it bloats you instantly yeah. um so i think i think for a lot of people that work out i think pretty much everyone does it you know mm-hmm. um so the, the the fact that you know i mean ronan Coleman was yeah he was he was he was taking pictures on a short snake would look at himself in the mirror every day and a lot of even till now a lot of bodybuilders do and i suppose it's making sure it, especially competitors because you know the, the slightest weighing of what you're eating can really change the way you look in the final stages before getting on stage yeah, when, when you're competing um, and you have to make sure that your stress levels are low you're not you know you, you know you're not stressed in any shape or form because that has a huge impact so <clears throat> and that's another interesting one actually um, people might be doing everything right in in, in terms of training uh, and dieting on the right diet but if their mindset isn't there then they're not really achieving um, the hundred percent that they should be achieving and i say that because um you might have individuals who are heavily stressed uh personal problems work stress could be anything stress 
because it's, it's it's very much about having the positive mindset and if that isn't there you might be going to the gym and you might not have an incredible workout but you've had the workout have you really felt that workout probably not yeah, exactly. probably not um, and and people a lot of people aren't achieving the body they want to because because of the mental stress um you know so when when people are you know when i've had individuals uh females uh and and and, and both both guys and girls sorry you said not losing weight doing this are you stressed yeah you know i'm stressed about a lot of things that's probably one of the reasons why you're not because you know stress will cause weight gain as well uh, uh you know uh to to female studies show that it has to an extent it has a hormonal impact which is why you know they're, they're not losing fat uh, uh or weight quicker than what they expect um i say uh, having the right mindset, just sort of going back for for a lot of competitors, is because if you know someone's giving you negativity before you go on stage, that can really, really, you know, um, tamper with with your with your approach when you're on stage because of something negative that's in your head or some stress level. Because then, then truly, what you're not doing is giving it your hundred uh, percent because of the way that your you know you, you, your mind's been impacted. Yeah, because you're not going to be fully focused on one thing. There's going to be something in the back of your head. Um, yeah. Another thing that you mentioned before was, uh, I don't know if this is when you're normally training, but five days a week is, I'm guessing, how much you train. So is that two days a week off? Is that together, split up? or It's it's separated. So uh, normally, you know, my, my typical week for training would generally be um, Monday, Tuesday. I'll have uh, give myself a Wednesday rest day. Uh, back on training Thursday, Friday, Saturday, um, and sometimes you know uh, I will probably train the same muscle twice a week if it's not sore. So at the moment where I feel like my back and my legs need more work, need more development for the next category I want to enter, then I'm I'm probably going to be pushing them twice a week, and it varies for everyone. You know, before early days, gosh, I used to be training arms twice a week because I wanted my I wanted big arms. Yeah. I used to watch videos like C.T. Fletcher, who who said he trained arms nearly every day. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and it's great, you know, and I don't, now I probably watch more YouTube videos for motivation if I feel like I'm having a bit of a bad day and I need a bit of a kick, kick up backside, then I'll probably watch or I'll probably listen um, to some motivational speech uh, you know, some pep talk, um, you know, as you can call it, to kind of really bring myself back into the right mindset, just so, just so I make sure I have an incredible workout. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, generally it's five days a week. Um, not not just on your days off, but on other days as well. Do, do you any, do you do anything for recover, recovery or like rehab, like um, when you're in proper competition mode do you see like a physio or anything like that or do you do anything for rehab i've, I've seen i've seen chiropractors uh, in the past i think for me for me uh, chiropractors have probably worked more than, than physiotherapists um for areas where i've had some you know shoulder injuries or a back injury um you know from whether that's pushing uh, too much weight or some form of muscle inflammation uh, i don't I don't do anything different, but one of the best ways to recover and obtain recovery is just making sure that you're consuming enough food, enough carbs, enough protein, so that, you know, 
and you're taking the right vitamins, I think, you know, people generally ask what are the common vitamins. So in bodybuilding, uh, vitamin C, vitamin D, uh, making sure you're taking your omega 369s, you know, just sort of keeping your your, your joints um, in, in the West and uh, vitamin B complex and all these support your immune system uh, as well as your as well as your joints and keep your you know, healthy skin and whatnot. Um, so I'll make sure I have those regularly, uh, plenty of water intake and at the top of my list, plenty of sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can obtain as much sleep and rest as possible, sleep is probably where you grow um and and it's key so the more sleep you're obtaining and i'm not saying you know use every opportunity um <laughs> to 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 get to get a power nap um just make sure that you know you're going to if you're going to bed um uh, you know make sure you get your minimum eight hours um but otherwise don't don't overdo don't stress the body out um so sleep is important because i think um, and that's another thing um, which a lot of the youth now they will poss- possibly stay up all night, uh, whether watching Netflix, uh, uh, playing PlayStation, or you know on on social media, which a lot of people do spend hours, um, and they will only get six seven hours a day, and they're constantly tired, and then you know they've got to get up the next day, and it's the same work routine, and you know, because of a, a, a terrible sleep, it would not then fall in line with what, you know, their, their whole diet during the day might be breakfast or, you know, and it's it's a cycle of things. So I think, so just making sure that, you know, you've got a good sleeping pattern, uh, consuming plenty of water, uh, although, uh, you know, they say minimum two litres, if you can get more down, you do it. Um, there's, there's, there's tons of factors that, you know, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to take into account. A, a vitamin that seems to, uh, uh, I don't know if the popular is the right word, because uh, it is obviously a vitamin and it's very important, but um, that I've been seeing a lot more recently is B12, especially with fitness people. Um, do you know anything ab- about that that you could like tell me? Because I've seen like a few a few B12 clinics and things where you get jabs of B12 and things, but I wasn't very sure of uh, what it does. It's okay. So they all do... They all, they all similarly work in the same way. I don't take one which is particularly B12. I take, uh, you know, Bisolgol, which is being recommended to me, which is a B complex. So it is, uh, you know, the tree of all the B vitamins. So it will have B12, B11, uh, and B9 uh, and whatnot in there. And that pretty much does all, all the same things. The reason why it's a popular one is, is because it supports endurance. Uh, to the individual and a lot of footballers take it so I don't know whether you've heard of um, so they take what which is which is called a it's almost like a um, like a juice pack uh, you know where I think GPs and doctors are prescribing to them and it's called a cocktail mix as well some call it a cocktail mix depending on type, what type of vitamins are in there and some footballers take it and there are others and all it is it's rather than taking it in tablet form they it's usually injected straight into the body right okay and it comes on like a drip yeah uh, yeah I've, I, it's in one of my I've, I've tried it and i had it mine was a mix and it did have vitamin b in there and it's on one of my older posts um i'll share it with you i did it gosh i did it a couple of years ago now where i was asked to trial it and it, it lasts a month 
uh, cost price, it varies depending on you know what type of cocktail mix it is. And it's really funny how they call them a cocktail mix. Um, but they, they're generally a mixture of vitamins to suit the individual because you'll get some which are for anti-aging, you'll get some which are for you, you know your endurance, uh, you'll get some which are generally just to support the immune system. There's there's different types. I can't from the top of my head, I can't really tell you specifically what a vitamin B12 does, but again, what they all generally highlight is to support your immune system. Yeah, I think uh, this this past like 18, uh, well, 18 months, uh, probably less than that now, obviously, is when COVID started uh, last March, um, 12 months more like. Um, uh, a lot of people have been highlighting, uh, obviously, vitamins and supplementation a lot more, and uh, rightfully so, yeah. because especially with... <clears throat> Uh, the background that we come from, vitamin D being supremely important uh, because obviously we don't get it that much in, in this country, but obviously like other ones like zinc, uh, um, iron, and we, you've all seen the memes of uh, every Asian girl's on an iron tablet or something. So uh, <laughs> I could see you looking over at someone over there. <laughs> no, it's, it's yeah, it's because we, we you know, we had a conversation not long ago about this about the number of people in our communities are, are anemic. Mm-hmm. Now, I was told at a young age I was anemic, but I've recently, you know, done, you know, some blood work and blood tests, and uh, especially what we, we, you know, we, we get advised to do that straight after, uh, you know, uh, once we've competed because of the amount of stress we put the body under and, uh, you know, whether you look at it because of the, you know, the steroids that you've taken and all that other stuff, it's very important to get your blood tested so you get some blood work done. At no point, in fact, it said that my iron levels were great, and I've ne- I don't appear to have ever been anemic. Hmm. But you were told um, when you were younger that you were anemic. Yeah, and they say that because, and and then I asked the question, and they said, "Oh, it's because you were you were always fatigued." And somebody told us that, "Oh, you're probably anemic." <laughs> um, so it was it was it was a guess. You know, it's one of them ones where they assume, and right. and assumptions are is is a big thing in our in you know in our community. Um, no, but I, I actually got my blood tested uh, not last the beginning of last year, and it was uh, because of fatigue, but also because of like a, a weak immune system at the time. Because I just okay. ke- kept on getting ill, um, uh, like the the Christmas of twenty nineteen. Um, and when I got my blood work done, they, they came back and said, um, "Yeah, you're, you're uh, anemic, uh, so you need to raise your iron levels and all this stuff." And never before I'd have uh, have heard anything like uh like relating to that whatsoever but it just came sort of out of the blue but it is a it is a is a weird one sorry um i interrupted that <laughs> continue no 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 you, you're right you're right it's it's it is a common one uh, and it is it is common uh, in, in our community um uh, amongst uh, you know uh, high blood pressure uh, and whatnot so there's um but there's there's, there's tons of vitamins out there uh, mm-hmm. but don't take them if you know you you, you know you don't need them because what you'll find is that some people don't really need iron tablets. Um, uh, you know, I always, I always advise people to, to get um, a, a deficiency test. And so, which is sometimes, you know, there's some labs out there, you could do it online, you can send a few strands of your hair in, possibly even send your, your, your blood in and they send it off to a lab and they come back with, you know, then they'll tell you things like, you know, what you're lacking in, what you should avoid. You know, I didn't. I didn't want. Gosh, five years ago, where I sent a few strands of my hair to this lab. A week later, they sent a report back to me, 
and they said that I should avo avoid cocoa, which is chocolate. And I was like, I think they got it wrong. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think they've mixed my report with someone else because there's no way I'm stopping chocolate. <laughs> um, but yeah, they generally just sort of come back and they say that, you know, your, your water take, intake needs to be high. It's a shame that you're dehydrated, which is very true because I didn't drink a lot of water. Um, so it's, it's basic things like that, and it's good to know. Uh, but it's also good to know if you suffer from any of the allergies, and it's it's, it's good to identify, you know, whether, uh, if, uh, I, I don't know, whether uh, you are um, lactose intolerant or, or, or any, uh, you know, you have a you know gluten intolerant or anything like that or so. sensitive to any foods yeah um i gosh growing up i never once heard of gluten intolerant lactose intolerant uh it just wasn't it just wasn't common mm -hmm. and it you know and it makes you question have has the food industry changed over the years where people are now suffering from these uh, uh conditions i you know i'm you know now in the recent years i've never seen so many gluten-free products lactose-free products yeah, you know, yeah. Margin, soy milk and almond milk. um so yeah so it's important just to get yourself get yourself tested um just sort of find out see whether you have any deficiencies and if you want to go further you can you know if if you don't want to get tested by your local gp or, or whatever uh you could get blood work done there's plenty of labs out there online where you know you could send a test kit out to your to your home and send it off and you get results within a week yeah it is really good nowadays like um you can even get like uh these chewable vitamins that are tailored to you and things like that there's a whole host yeah. of things online like uh, it, um it, the, the thing that i always find funny is that it's very expensive to be healthy but relatively cheap to be uh unhealthy yeah. um so as long as you're willing to pay that investment off long term for your own health then obviously there's, there's so many things yeah. out there, there there's I mean, there's, there's, there's cheaper ways of doing it, you know. Um, is you know, a lot of people will resort to the easy method, and that depends on how much time you have uh, and whatnot. Yeah. Like you said, you might, you know, you, they might give you some chewables which are catered for you, uh, but they'll charge you double the price of what you can get out in a in a retail uh, store. Um, you know, I would, I probably wouldn't bother. I think I'd be quite comfortable, you know, going for the cheaper option and making sure that I just follow it because it does the same thing. But the the thing about uh, I'm quite, quite quite glad you mentioned that. The, the problem here is, um, and I've had a look into this, you might get something that's tailored to you, but is it as strong as effect and effective as it might be from a brand that just entirely focuses on that? So, so I think one of, the, one, of the, one of the best top quality brands out there for vitamins and minerals is Solgar. Uh, right. a, bit, a little bit more dearer, uh, in price to to you know the average average price of a of, of of vitamins tablets and whatnot, but it's a quality and what you're paying for is what you're putting into your body. So um, if you're investing in your health, make sure it's of good quality and it's not just for the sake of it. Yeah, um, and that's where I see it. Yeah, definitely. Um... Again, it's like, uh, I know a lot of Indian people like uh, money, so just put it in investment terms. It's like you're investing in your your, your health going forward, do you know what I mean? So it's probably the, the most relatable way to put it. <laughs> just say, <laughs> we'll just say uh, that there's a sale um, and, I'm, and I'm sure I'm sure they'll all be there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, every, everyone everyone's trying to save money where, where, where possible, which is good. Um, 
but it should uh, yeah I, I, the way I see it just never take your never take your health for granted really. um, 100% especially this past year that we've had I think uh, that is probably why it's been highlighted so much is because yeah, everybody's health is uh, is in jeopardy especially with this new strain which is apparently is attacking uh, not just old people but quite young people as well um, what I like to do at the end of each podcast is uh, the same five questions for every single guest. So, no so we'll get started with these. Is number one is what are you most proud of? Uh, what I'm most proud of? I think, gosh, um, no, no real significant achievement that stands out. I think I'm proud of myself for where I where I've come to in life. I'm 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 happy with my career. Uh, really happy with my career. I think I've always wanted to uh, be, uh, you know, an IT project manager. That's exactly where I am. I will, I will continue to progress further. Um, I think I've followed the basics in life: get a degree, get a job, get married, <laughs> and what that and whatnot. Um, uh, I've managed to, you know, uh, build a, a fitness platform for myself. And be able to give recognition to others and support others, um, but uh, and I will continue to do so. Um, but uh, when when it comes to you know life achievements to date, there's no significant one that stands out. Other than apart from that, uh, I'm glad and I'm, I'm very happy to 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 where I am in, in life. Um, number two is what are you most looking forward to? COVID to be over. Um, <laughs> Looking forward to life back to normal. Gyms open. Um, I'm, gosh, I'm looking forward to a number of things. Um, we've got got a number of things planned out uh, this year, but um, I'm always looking forward to progressing. Um, but if if you're asking me what I'm looking forward to this year, I'm looking forward to the world to return back to normal uh, and, and and get a holiday. Yeah. Number three is what is your biggest motivation? Uh, my partner. Uh, number four is what is your definition of success? Um, knowing that you've set yourself a, a goal, an achievement, and having met that goal or achievement. And last but not least, because it's the Culture Cast podcast, uh, how do you think your culture has affected you in your journey this far? Oh, that's an interesting one, isn't it? How has my culture affected me? Um, quite glad to have, uh, you know, uh, be brought up in the culture I have um affected me i'm gonna say I'm, I'm assuming the question is referring to in a positive way um, anyway to be fair i haven't had any, any, any negatives yet but i, I, hope, time not. <laughs> I, I, I hope not um uh, i'm quite proud actually i think um my my coach has probably given me the motivation to achieve where i am and what i'm doing uh, in life uh, to date um because i want to be able to represent um you know us as, as Sikhs uh, amongst many other you know uh, great individuals out there uh, who, who, who are you know uh, on, on a like-minded path um but I think um I, I wouldn't have done events like the Sikh Muslim event if I wasn't doing it for my culture um so uh, you know um so gosh it's you know uh, it's how have I how's it affected me I, I positive that's amazing um and again i really enjoyed this and uh, uh thank you for carving out uh some time uh is there anything that you want to um say before we wrap up or 
No, uh, no, I'm quite, I'm quite happy, <clears throat> quite glad. Um, I haven't even realised how long we've been in for it. It's been, it's been very relaxed, very casual. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think quite glad because I got to talk about a lot of the things that I don't hear many people talk about. Um, you know, um, I think a lot of people just like to, uh, uh, you know, I, I haven't seen all the pod- podcasts, and I'll be honest with you. I don't like, you know, when people sugarcoat things, um, I like it to be very, very real um, and, and very factual. Uh, so I think, I think the way the way today has gone, I think I've just had the opportunity to speak my mind, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is good. So no, thank you. And-